The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Today in America, we're seeing the inevitable consequences of disobedience and playing right in the hands of our enemies. This is how Israel did over and over and over. Enemies are used to chastise. In Joel's day, the prophets saw the devastation that they came to their nation of Israel and the judgment of God for the sins of the nation. We're seeing these things. God sent us the signs. Our Lady says, see the signs of the times. Our Lady says, nature speaks to you. In order to bring you to conversion. We had something happen the other night that was beautiful, an incredible sign, speaking to us. Finishing up the cross, most of the crew had went down. And when they went down the mountain, several of us had stayed up because we were writing a message in one of the concrete pours that we made beside the cross. We got ready to leave. It was just after 8 o'clock. And the whole ground lit up as we walked down the mountainside. 
the road from the cross, our service road we're constructing, getting ready for this Saturday for the exaltation of the cross. And God sent a sign to us. I've been walking back up toward the cross to get in one of the vehicles. Two others were walking back with their backs to it. They thought a light was being shined on them from what something I did. As the ground lit up, you look at the trees they lit up, it turned daylight, completely daylight, with a big green hue to it. I looked up, and above the cross was a spectacular meteor that came right to the top of the cross and exploded. They, the other community members saw the same thing. We were so excited by seeing it, especially that it lit up the dark to the daylight, that we stood in front of one of the cars talking about it for five minutes. And I was telling a story about happening in 1999 before Our Lady came, just like we're doing the exaltation of the cross for the first time. We binded our nation for its sins to the cross. This cross is for the country. It's healing. And we're really doing our first event for the exaltation of the cross, September 14th, on the Saturday. And we've seen many signs God's given to us, encouraging us to do what we're doing. We worked at, we were out there at 5 a.m. this morning working. Worked late last night. Finishing up some of the last construction detail. Rescaping the mountain back to its original shape. And God sends us a sign in 1999 when Maria came back for the first public time since 1988. A meteor came over, I think it was the day before. Or a couple of days before Maria got here. Came across the whole eastern side, I think, of the United States, and ended right here in Shelby County with a light. Actually, it was about 4.30 in the morning. We'd gone in the morning pretty early because we worked all night, went straight to the field. It lit up the whole sky as daylight. Truckers are an hour away, two hours away, got on their knees in truck stops, thought the world was coming to an end. It was so bright and so spectacular. And with it, here in Alabama, right here at Shelby County, a sonic boom came with it. There were people who saw it on the news in California and started jumping up down our living room. They called us the next, next day when they heard it because they knew Our Lady was coming back to Alabama after such a long absence. The longest absence we've ever had from, since that time. Maria's come back consistently within a year or two, almost. So that was a big sign back in 1999. I was telling the story. The community members there at that point, and after about five minutes, I was getting ready to tell them about the sonic boom part, and then we heard the sonic boom of this meteor, which really set me in awe because I realized we thought it was silent. We didn't, we didn't expect that. We weren't listening for that. But up there on Quiet Mountain, we heard that, and it really, as I was about to talk about the sonic boom in 1999, it was a clear sign to us about Saturday about what's taking place. Uh, we, we were we were beside ourselves. They went back up to spend the night on the mountain. We went back up to the cross, forgot about supper. We just wanted to be there at the cross and pray. But it's a beautiful experience, and it's an encouragement from Our Lady, telling us about this event. Many people saw this even in Georgia and other states, but it ended right here. I calculated before I read about it because now it got on the news that by the distance of where we heard it from the five minutes, that it must have been 30 or 40 miles away or so, which it exploded 25 miles up about that distance away. 
And it had to happen that way because it lined itself up at the only position we could have seen it come straight toward the cross. If it happened on top, we wouldn't have seen it. We'd been inside. It wouldn't look like it was gone away. It lined itself up from where we were and where we witnessed right to the cross. And that's not the only sign we've seen. But Jones Reed is really about this, a news caption of, of NASA. NASA official confirms that meteor or fireball passed over Alabama is the name of this article. And it starts by saying an official at NASA in Huntsville has confirmed that the bright lights and loud booms seen and heard south of Birmingham on September 9th, 2013 and across Alabama and at least two other states tonight were caused by meteor one that was very bright and passed unusually close to the Earth's surface. It was a meteor, a fireball, and a very bright one, said Bill Cook, head of the Meteor Environments Office at the Marshall Space Flight Center. The meteor appeared at 8.18 p.m. local time, according to Cook. It hit the top of the atmosphere going about 73,000 miles per hour, he said. We tracked it down to the altitude of 25 miles, which is very low for a meteor, he said. Cook said that the size of the object was somewhere between that of a baseball or a bowling ball. In order to make a final determination as to the size, he said further detailed analysis would be necessary. Cook said that he did not see the meteor, but that his office has four meteor cameras to track such events. The term fireball is the correct one to describe this object, according to Cook. A fireball is a bright meteor, a meteor brighter than the planet Venus. Here are some witness reports. A resident in Harp Harpersville said, It was something I have never seen before. Amazing. It was beautiful, said an observer in Northport. This is the largest meteor fireball I've ever seen, according to an observer in Lewisburg. It was a huge streak of light in the sky that looked like something falling through space into our atmosphere. It changed colors from white to green to red, I think. Simply amazing, Julie Marchman said. And it was amazing. And what's the most amazing is the alignment to the cross. And yet people saw it in Georgia and some people saw it in Tennessee. But we know it exploded just near us here at the cross. And so we can't help but think... While others may think some reason, we know the reason. It's our lady who said, God wants to send you messages through men, through nature, and various other ways. God's speaking to us today. And Joel says, Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and with mourning. So rend your heart, not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and great kindness. And he relents from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind? You know, we got a nine-day fast coming up. September what? 26th. Through the... October 4th, I think. On bread or water. But many people think fasting is just not eating. When we fast, it's more than just refraining from food. We're breaking away from the normal things that the habits we have that's displeasing to God. We humble ourselves, put away all these distractions. We open our hearts to receive and hear God's word. It clears a path for God's heart or God to uh, enter in our heart. 
we in fact stayed on the mountain to put a message in concrete. Not worrying about eating or what we were going to do. And God speaks to you. He speaks to us about this Saturday. I'm more excited now about that by seeing. And that's not the only sign. We've seen some spectacular other things in the skies and things the the just working on the cross here lately. But all this speaks to us about we're under judgment. What's what we're doing? We see Syria and everybody's talked about this. We've talked about it. Everybody's thinking it's in the world. We've been at peace about it. You know, the Holy Father called for fasting. Our Lady, actually, there was confusion saying, Ivan said this or this about this. There was something he said two years ago about Syria. But this this was not now. People start saying, Our Lady just said something. But I think that's tangible to something that happened to Maria. One of our community members was in Medjugorje a week and a half ago at an apparition. And Maria simply asked Our Lady to pray for Syria. Our Lady went immediately into Aramaic which you see Syria, Damascus. Damascus is one place Jesus visited, supposedly. And we have at the same time, I think it was, I think it was Damascus. We, we have at the same time these events happening with our nation about the chemicals and the retaliation for using that, which is something that's been a normal thing internationally. A thing that we've we've always corrected because it's, you can't use this is is beyond inhumane. But now we got the option to turn this over internationally. And does people not see that this is dangerous? That what we're doing is holding up internationalism as a superior force beyond the nations. To guide things, and this is what the Antichrist will come to root through is through through a central central power. You always want to be tearing down internationalism. You don't want that. Internationalization of the world is very dangerous. They find the first child. I speak about this very strongly. We don't want that. Nations need their autonomy. Nations are good. Yes, we have a lot of bad nations, but when we live God's way, He shows us the way. Nation of Israel, a small country, look what it has survived. Look what it's been through. All these things are critical for us to understand and grasp where we are with things today. We've just taken a great step toward the Antichrist system by putting the power of this being resolved through internationalization, by internationalizing the chemical, or if we get this agreement, with Syria. And everybody thinks it's a solution. There's no good, good solution for evil. I'm not advocating this or that. But nobody's stopping to think, hey, this is, is this really a good move? What's the consequences of that happening? It's probably better to do nothing than to sit there and put it over international control. Because you just grew another government, just like our government's grown, and oppressive by being too big, that if you let internationalization get big, it's going to choke the nations. It's a very, very dangerous move. So we have Joe talking about that, that the evil, that evil, that when a nation does evil, he's given over to other evil nations, his enemies. He's given over to that, and we're playing right in the hands of all kind of complicated things. We've got to pray our way through this. 
Why? Because we're, the times and times demand it. It shows it. We have 75 million baby boomers. And we've been working and buying and building assets. And there's 45 other million people in the workforce. They flourish because the 75 million baby boomers are working and building their assets, which helps the other 45 million that's not in the baby boomers' workforce. But what happens to the 75 million begin to retire? They begin to sell off their assets. They go on pensions. They go on Social Security, Medicaid. You know what happens? 45 million people have to pay with a huge crash. Assets they themselves have built up they now are flooded in the market by the baby boomers will crash the price and everything, making 1929, the Great Depression of 1929, a piece of cake. Who's going to buy all these houses? Who's going to pay all the Social Security, the Medicaid, pay all the taxes based for the city, the county, the state, and the federal government? Who's going to pay for that? What will the 45 million people have to do when they have a mortgage say, an average of $150,000. But because there's so much flooding in the market of, of riddance of, of the CNFI million's assets, downsizing, etc. What are they going to do when that house suddenly is worth $10,000? And they owe $150,000 on it. What are, the, what are these $45 million going to do when they have to take on the burden of paying for two other people, the baby boomers, the things they're not paying, who are no longer in the workforce. You're talking about a booming economy, economy when 75 million people drive the economy. It helps the 45 million others. But when that's reversed and 75 million people come out of that and sell off and get out of work, and the other 45 million take this, this burden on them, this, you're talking about crash of unprecedented magnitude, of which we don't have anything since the nation is found comparable to this. Not even the Depression. We're in a state, we're in a condition where this is just one thing. We have money being printed left and right on paper. We have people who have, have invested in the wrong thing, thinking that the house is for the purpose of an investment to make money on instead of our house is a place of peace and a place of, of legacy, a place of putting you down your roots, a place to, to, to have a homestead to feed yourself by, draw forth your food from your ground. We bought the lie, flip the house, flip the house, flip the house, and then eventually you have a free house. How many did that work for in 2008? Some people have flipped five houses growing each time and they lost everything. And it's sin. It's a sin to do that. The purpose of your life is to get your house, get it paid for, be grounded in sound principles that not your wants be borrowed for, but when God gives you the need that you might want, then you're in peace. To borrow money for that want is a big mistake. A tragic mistake, and it's sinful as usury. Ain't gonna happen. Goes in details if this is the first time you heard of these thoughts. We see a lot of big financial institutions changing their ways because of this book, and it's based on all these messages. We've seen whole corporations affected by what we do here and how we live in life 
Because we're not in debt. The mission is not in debt. We won't go in debt. God don't provide it. We don't do it. But when you want something so bad that you're saying, okay, I'm going to sell my soul. I'm going to the bank and sign my name. You're selling off your future. And now you got other nations like England who you have to pay if you borrow money and you don't pay it back and you die, your children have to pay the money back. You can't bankrupt. Can you imagine that? Oh, that'll come here too. You got to be out of debt. You got to get yourself in a position. You got to realize all the signs are there. This 75 million baby boomers is just one, one angle of a multifaceted assault against the economy that's going to crash that's integrated worldwide. Brazil's having trouble. Italy's having trouble. Countries all over the world aren't able to do what they're doing. Things look bleak for all of them. And they're playing the paper shuffle game. And there's people making a lot of money on this to continue it because they know it's not going to last. Why do you think our government's preparing for martial law? They know it's coming. You got forecasters in the CIA that look at these things. They look at all kind of unrest and, and things that may be dangerous to a nation. These analysis, they're not stupid. They know what's happening. The thing is, though, we got a dangerous government. Socialists inclined. Power-grabbing people. And they'll use the crisis against you. It's time to wake up. You have to pray. You have to live our lady's messages. God sends a meteor right there above the cross. In such a spectacular way. I calculated by the time it was like this distance away, by the length of the time it was, and it was, it was almost accurate, r really accurate, by what we heard after we read about this thing from NASA. And it, it exploded on 25 miles above the Earth, which is a rare thing. What does God need to do to wake us up? That's what this Saturday is about. September 14th is to come to the cross to exalt the cross, to embrace the cross, to bind our nation to the cross. You have to do that as a family. You have to do that as an individual. You reject the cross, you're going to get a bigger cross. You embrace the cross, God yokes himself to you, making it lighter. Frank, what's going on in the silver market? It's pulling back. Um, we're at about 22. We went up to above 25. And then... Uh, you know, it'll probably range between 20 and 25. Um, or, you know, technically it hasn't, it, technically we're in a bear market or a correction. And um, the, the technicals haven't changed. They still say we may not have put in a wall. I think we have seasonally and in, in everything that's going on um, geopolitically, but, but the technicals haven't turned yet positive. What are they forecasting for this fall? The people supposedly in the know, the silver people. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't read too much um, secular people. I kind of, I should, but I kind of stick with the same, um, you know, people that that really see what's going on, and um, you know, I, I think more of the same. I don't know, you know, we're really. We're really stuck. I don't think there's anything the Fed can do. I I think that um everybody's kind of 
looking down at the edge of the cliff and waiting for it to, to fall. Well, there's so many things and so many lies out there. It's just like the unemployment. They say it, I was dropped uh, a four-and-a-half-year low when, in fact, what's happened is, is many of the people in the workforce that participated in, in that has dropped out and no longer look for jobs. In fact, it's, it's 240,000 people gave up seeking unemployment in July. So the unemployment rate looks like there's an improvement in it, when reality is a lie. Everything is deception today. Everything is a facade. And that's why we always encourage you to read. Don't depend on news sources. Don't depend on others say or experts, analysis. You have to really dig yourself and see what happened. And LA's message is really teaching us this. She says, I want to change you to make you happy. If you're not happy or you're not, you're not secure about where your future is, as secure you can have it, then you need to see and look into your heart what you need to change. Because the first steps in changing the economic situation we found ourselves in is changing ourselves and how we do economics. Through greed, borrowing, usury, illicit wants, we have to go to a, a mentality that, that to have less is more. We don't need a lot of things that we think we need. And the really, the really measurement, should I do this or should I do that, is if God provides for it. If He doesn't provide for it, you don't do it. You step over the line when you go to the bank and borrow money for it. You say, well, i got to have this. Well, can't you sacrifice for two years? I've told the story about the family decided they had $70,000 or so tied up in assets in the house years ago. This was done probably in the 80s. What they did from there, they realized that they could sell their house, can for a whole year worth the supply of food and tomatoes, etc., buy a tent, put it up on a, on a place where they could catch a city bus to work, sell both the cars, sell the insurance, go down to zero debt, insurance phone bills, everything. The kids could catch a school bus. I think they had a couple kids. They lived one year, just 12 months of a sacrifice. And between both their salaries, they end up with another seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000, giving them 140000 $160,000 or so, whatever it ended up being. And they went and paid for a little price and got a house and everything. Paid for. In one year, they reversed their situation. They stopped their debt completely, got rid of everything. You say, well, it might take me two years. Do it. You better do whatever you have to do now while you can do it in the greenwood because you will not be able to do it in the dry wood. Frank, your contact information? Yeah, you can reach us uh, toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com, and our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And again, a friend of Medjugorje mentioned September 14th. It's this coming Saturday. Uh, that is the Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross. And the day will begin, of course, with 5 a.m. morning prayer in the field. And then followed by 8.30 announcements here in front of the Tabernacle of Our Lady's messages, prayer and announcements. And uh, we'll be climbing to the cross in the afternoon. Plan to be here the entire day. Uh, but uh, if you're within driving distance, and again, that's that distance is relative depending upon where uh, where you are, some people have driven as far as 12, 16 hours uh, just for one day here. So, uh, again, pray all of you who will be coming. We'll see all of you on Saturday. Until next time, we wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye.
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.